Hello, welcome to the Cactus Hugs podcast. I'm Nathan Hansen, and I'm uh, here with my guest, Roger, a friend of mine from the uh, Berlin Heights Baptist Church, and then I'm here with Pastor Ed. Uh, Ed, what uh, church you pastor? Ireland's Baptist Church. And then uh, I'm also here with Pastor Sean, and he pastors the church... Berlin Heights Baptist Church. Okay. So uh, we're here because we wanted to talk about uh, the uh, atoning blood of Christ. And uh, I know in (coughs) past episodes we have already talked about why a Savior was needed, um, what is sin, and and, um, the... uh, the law of Moses, or it's also known as the moral law. Uh, so, uh, I think it would be more. It would. It was appropriate to now talk about what is so precious about the blood. Now, not a lot of people know, but um, the the blood is. Uh, the life is found in the blood. That is what the Bible has said. So, um, and in the Bible, as I was uh, looking up some stuff on this subject, uh, the rituals in the Old Testament of the Jewish people, it's actually very, very detailed. Um, It was actually pretty interesting listening to it. Um, there were rituals for uh, different scenarios. And actually, one of the most interesting rituals, I thought it was in the Old Testament. I can't remember where it was, but they were talking about what uh, ritual should be done if a leper was healed from his disease Mm -hmm. what was interesting about it was uh it was very specific what had to be done and the only time that that was ever done was when jesus came along and healed the leper so that prophecy or that uh ritual was also a prophecy in itself so i thought that was one of the most interesting things that i uh uh, was listening to during uh, my uh, uh, research on this uh, subject. So, uh, you know, first we should ask, you know, why is a sacrifice uh, so important? And what was the first sacrifice in the Bible? Oh, me. Yeah, look, go look, ahead. Look that's me, that's huh? all you, man. Okay. Well, uh, God created an absolutely perfect world and uh, put two people in it. They had to give them a free will so that they would love him and obey him of their own volition. Uh, he didn't want to make robots. Uh, but when time came for them to make a decision to choose themselves or God, they chose themselves because of Satan's temptation. They believed Satan over God. And so God, to atone for that, it says in Genesis 3.21, let me read it, what it says. It says, 
Unto Adam and also to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. This was the first sacrifice in the Bible. Sacrifice to cover them from their sins because they were naked and didn't know about it. So that's the very first sacrifice in the, in the book of Genesis. I feel that um, sacrifice is a real way for us to understand uh, one of the ways to, for God to show us um, uh, the grievance that he has over sin. Now something innocent has to die. In, that's it exactly right. That was die. an innocent animal that had to die. That's the in order only to way to cover their yeah. nakedness, their sin. That's the only way we can uh, level the playing field. Um, and uh, it's it's that's interesting. It, it covers the sin because uh, when Adam and Eve, God came into the garden, they just sinned. They ran away and they said, "Well." I knew I was naked, and I got afraid. Yeah. Well, now they realize First they got to be covered. mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> right. So, actually, Don Hardman was talking about, uh, uh, what, what, what passage was it? He was talking about if. Yeah, so Genesis 4.17, or 4.7, yeah. excuse me, yeah. Genesis yeah. 4.7. <laughs> so, we still got a... Uh, we got that recorded. I still want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was a great message. So, um, you know, now now uh, there was a lot of rituals. Um, well, then the next sacrifice was between uh, Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I like how in the the beginning of the Bible... It specifically talks about sacrifice and the importance of it, you know. Um, and then it also talks about what is the appropriate sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, you when you think about sacrifices, you think about, well, why did there have to be a sacrifice? And, of course, the easy answer to that is because of sin. And uh, a lot of people don't want to recognize sin or think of themselves as sinners, but... Uh, each and every one of us was born with a sin nature. Uh, when we talk to people, you know, about the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the day that we live in now, you have to uh, convey to them and explain to them uh, that they are lost, that their their sin has offended a just and holy God. And and one of the things that they don't realize, they don't understand the concept of God, God's absolute holiness. Uh, we live in such a day that's... Uh, you know, so uh, uh, devoid of, of morality in, in many, many ways that people's uh, concept or understanding of holiness is, is lost. Uh, and uh, it is absolutely essential to understand, you know, that, that God is without sin. He has never sinned, and nor can he uh, uh, accept or be uh, in the presence of sin. All right, and so that's why that's why we needed in the Old Testament they needed a sacrifice to temporarily cover their sin until Christ came and shed His perfect blood. Mm. But you know they uh, they they don't understand that uh, that concept, and so you have to talk to a person, you have to explain to them that their that their sin has offended a just and holy God, and they need to realize their lost estate, 
that no matter how many works they do or if they're a good person or if they help uh, 10 lady older ladies across the street that is that is not going to merit uh, them to be able to stand before God and be with him for all eternity uh, you know it's not it's not by works it is by grace uh, and uh, you know when we talk about grace it all goes back uh, to the blood uh, so you, you you explain to a person there you know about their sin and they that you explain to them that yes <laughs> uh, they have a sin uh, nature they have a sin problem uh, and the only remedy uh, for that sin problem is Jesus Christ uh, and right. so it's uh, it's uh, it's quite a challenge but I mean uh, sacrifices that you mentioned here and that uh, uh, Pastor Ed talked about. It's all because of, of sin uh, that a sacrifice was needed. A, um, uh, you know, uh, in the Old Testament there, as I mentioned, a, a temporary covering. Uh, but, uh, you know, for us, uh, for what we have today, we know that uh, it's by Jesus Christ and, and Him alone. Well, there, there really isn't any way no one will know that they actually do have a sin problem until... They come encounter, uh, they come in encounter with the Lord in in mm-hmm. some way. Now the thing is, is that uh, we right now, um, some of us have been doing this for years. Some of us been doing this for a couple of years. We haven't one hundred percent encountered um, the Lord and all of His glory, all of His righteousness, and all of His holiness. Right, we couldn't right. live if right. apart from no. Nope. <laughs> but we have encountered a small fraction, and that's through reading the Bible, um, praying, um, and living living the Word. The work of the Holy Spirit right. inside and, of the believer. Absolutely. Um, and, and also there's the fact that in nature, God has revealed himself to a certain degree that so that everyone is without excuse. That's right. right. Yep. And, and so um, right. that actually shows you uh, when you are in, in, when you encounter him in these things, it actually shows you your sins. His righteousness will show you, oh man, I'm, I'm pretty bad. Like <laughs> that's, that's, I thought I was all right, and um, the only way is if you share with them the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord, and and what He has already said, and there's a lot of stuff to explain to them, and all of it is offensive. Yeah. Yeah. All of it, the, the, the Bible is one of the most offensive books it is the the most offensive book because it's true. Yeah. It's it's it it is, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's, well, people don't want to be confronted with their sin. No, I mean people. I mean it's a human nature right. thing that they don't right. want to look at the bad side. They want to think of themselves as a good person, and you know, and there's a lot of good people, but uh, good does not equal uh, born again. Yeah. Uh, or redeemed, um, and and uh, the Bible does clearly expose uh, sin in people's lives, and they're confronted with it. And with a lot of people, as you mentioned, Nathan, that makes them extremely uncomfortable, uh, and and yeah. even can offend them that they don't want to have anything to do with with the Bible or anything. It's like uh, it's like the ostrich sticking his head in the sand. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just want to stick their head in the sand and say, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to worry about this when 
this time on earth is the only time that they can deal with their sin problem and, and, and receive Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, the only remedy for sin. And um, it is, I, I, it's, it can be um, very uh, grievous and 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 uh, depressing, but uh, to read the word, but you will get one of the greatest hopes that you will ever have, that anybody could ever have, in in um, in your life, and that's Jesus Christ. Uh, knowing that uh, one of the greatest mysteries is to realize, oh my gosh, I'm that guy. I'm mm-hmm. I'm. I'm a sinner, and the mystery is, why would Jesus Christ die for me? Why would he go through all of that and then um, scream out, uh, Father, why have you abandoned me And uh, just for me? And um, it's really to show that all this, all this, is is God showing you this is a problem and this is how big of a problem it is. Yeah. I had to sacrifice my own son to fix that problem mm-hmm. and at the end of at at the end of the day that that problem is going to be fixed. Yeah. And, and I, I and I want to save you, but if you don't come unto me that I'm I, that problem is going to f- be fixed either way. So yeah, and one of the things people really wrestle with before they come to Christ is is the question because they don't know. They have nothing to gauge success by. So they wonder how good is good enough to get into heaven. That is constantly on their minds and their thoughts. You know, they go to church, oh, they yeah. put money in the offer, they do all this stuff trying to but but there's no gauge to measure that. You know, so so they constantly wonder. So that's a wonderful opportunity to point them to the perfect Ten Commandments, if you will, and say, okay, here's mm-hmm. here's a gauge you can measure yourself against. Of course, then ultimately to Christ, mm-hmm. which we all fall short of the glory. So, but that's uh, that's why there was a sacrifice because God wanted to make sure that answer was clear. Right. Um, but uh, I also wanted to add that when you start. Uh, walking more and more with the lord um sin becomes more and more grievous to you um because you've you've walked in uh this presence of holiness and you haven't even walked in the full holiness of and glory of god but you're i'm already experiencing um i mean grievousness and and anger towards sin i i i mean i hate it in myself when i sin um uh and um it it grieves me when i when i sin it it it's i i lose the joy of my salvation, as uh, King David said, um, for, for a couple of days, it, it can be pretty bad. Like, I can be down for a couple of days. And I know that 
the Lord doesn't want me to be there Mm -hmm. because he would rather have me studying the word and singing hymns and, and, and praying to him. But when I sin, um, it's such a problem that I don't, that, uh, it's not that I'm angry with God. It's like, it keeps me, it keeps me away from God because I realize how holy he hit, he is. Mm -hmm. And now that I know it's, it's a lot more grievous to me because that is a deliberate attack on him and he saved me. And so it's, it's been a, uh, a battle, uh, for me. And that's just, that's just me. Um, but, uh, and then that goes back to the mystery. How could you have given your life for me knowing that I was going to continue to do this, you know? So, uh, I did want to go into another topic that what is so special about blood? It says that the life is, is in the blood, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and that is payment. That is the only payment that will be accepted for sin. It has to be blood. Right, and but it's not any blood. I know. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I'm just saying and, and for those listening, you know, I mean, it's yeah. not, um, you know, it's, well, if I cut myself and I shed a little bit of blood, then God's going to accept me. No, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not like that. There, uh, it's not just any blood uh, that will be accepted. That's where... Uh, Jesus and his perfect plan for sinful man uh, came and, and lived that perfect sinless life and then uh, willingly offered himself on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood uh, who was sinless. Uh, his blood had no sin. Uh, it was uh, perfect blood uh, because he was God in the flesh. Uh, and so that's why, uh, you know, that particular blood is so important uh, that people understand uh, that there's there's not uh, some other person, uh, uh, you know, or uh, a family member of Jesus or anything. Uh, you know, their blood is not sufficient uh, because it cannot have the sin nature. Uh, and only only Jesus's blood was uh, uh, without that sin nature. And Jesus did not have that. He was as much man as man, as much God as God. Amen. And, and he uh, lived a perfect life as an example to us. But in so doing that, it's because of his love for us, mm-hmm. uh, of why he did uh, what he did. And he laid out a very simple uh, plan uh, by the blood for man, uh, men, women, and children. When I say man, I mean mankind, uh, to be redeemed. Uh, and so uh, it's, uh, all of this uh, is an expression of, of God's love and, and making it that anyone, no matter what... Uh, uh, where they're at, whether they're, uh, you know, went to college or didn't go to college or, you know, have a degree or don't have a degree, uh, anyone can understand God's simple plan of salvation. Right. Now, now the, the Jewish people in the Old Testament, um, they did have uh, ritual sacrifice. Right. Now, they had the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, that's one of the most important things of the sacrifice. Uh, what what was the Ark of the Covenant? What was in, I mean, everyone's probably seen Indiana Jones, <laughs> right? Yeah. But what was in that Ark, you know? 
Well, I mean, uh, uh, you want you want. No, no, Barry. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. my podcast. I can say uh, what okay, I want. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It might that's not true. be good. Uh, well, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, two tablets of stone with the Ten Commandments and mm-hmm. uh, the bowl of manna, um, uh, you know, and Aaron's rod uh, that budded, I believe, uh, yeah. is uh, what was in there. But it was uh, the Ark of the Covenant was a representation of the of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and the, the thing that happened with that, uh, is, as wonderful as that was, is that uh, the Hebrew uh, people started going a-whoring after that Ark of the Covenant as a physical item rather than the God of the Ark. <laughs> uh, and that's a, that's a typical uh, human nature response, you know, right. that they go after this object um, you know whether it's the the cloth that supposedly covered Jesus' face when he was. <laughs> so they would uh, rather uh, worship creation than God. Well, they they want to they want to worship they want to worship something they can physically uh, touch right. and see, and we worship Jesus Christ, whom we have not seen face to face, and we have not touched physically. Uh, God wants us to trust Him and to live for Him by faith. Yeah. And that, uh, that is the thing that, that people struggle with because they want something to ha- hang on to. That's why religion is so big right. uh, in the world where they can have the, uh, idols or, or uh, things rituals. that they hold on to, rituals, yeah. thanks, Ed, uh, that, they, that they hold to uh, and, and because it's some physical thing. And they're, they're missing uh, the, the spiritual uh, thing behind it. It's not, uh, it's not those things. It's the creator. It's, it's God himself. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's the trouble a lot of, a lot of people face uh, with that. Right. Yeah, from day one, God's relationship with humankind was the just shall live by faith. That's right. That was God's. And that's why it's so hard and confusing for us human beings because we want to be able to see something that we're worshiping. We want to be able to grab it and touch it, but we can't see God. Mm-hmm. So it's greater uh, the faith is those who haven't believed, Jesus said. So it's, who uh, no, haven't seen, I mean, that believe. That is greater than just seeing and believing. No, you know? the, oh, did you want to say something? I was just going to say that just I don't think a lot of people really realize uh, what the salvation and, and, and Christ's blood is the depth of the love that God in Christ has for everybody. Yeah. And until they can grab a hold of that, they probably won't fully understand it till they're with him if they, if they decide to come that way. And it's just uh, the depth of that love something we can't even imagine well I actually uh, I I I had this idea and uh, I was thinking about it and a lot of my friends talk about um, you know how you know on the day of judgment there's gonna be a lot of people that you know that are gonna be judged mm-hmm. how could you be in agreement with God and and I just had this thought and I thought to myself, well, the thing is, at that point, I would be in the full presence of God, and I would mm-hmm. be saved. And if I'm in the full presence of God, then I will 
fully understand <coughs> why God hates sin. Yeah. And yeah. if and and because I'm in the presence of God and I've been washed in his blood, why would I ever want to go back to yeah. filthiness? Yeah. And if I saw filthiness at that point, it, I would be disgusted and I would hate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people everyone has to realize that that uh every person that's ever lived on God's green earth is going to be judged. That's right. Uh, it's just, are you going to be judged uh, as a redeemed child of God, or are you going to be uh, judged as a lost person? You know, and and the, the lost are going to be uh, judged at that great white, th- great white throne judgment, right. whereas uh, God's children will be judged for their service uh, mm-hmm. at uh, mm-hmm. at the bema seat. That's uh, right. Or, and so. Mm-hmm. There's uh, people need to understand that no one's going to escape God's judgment. Uh, no one's going to get away with any sin. Uh, they're going to give answer uh, for that. Either it's confessed and repented of uh, under the blood, uh, or if they choose to live a heathen uh, lifestyle, they will uh, answer for that without any uh, recourse or remedy before the great white throne judgment. Right. Um, so I did want to get back to the ark because... The Ark of the Covenant is very interesting in the Bible. As you said, it was a representation of the presence of God. And God takes his presence very seriously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there was a time. Here's a good question. Could people touch the Ark? <laughs> Go ahead, Ed. Could, well, they, could they just try well, to well, peek a, inside? There's, a, there, there's an interesting story, and I can't remember exactly where it is right now in the Old Testament. But they were they were Uh-oh. David and yeah David and, <laughs> and and the crew were bringing the ark back, and it they put it on an ox cart. Yeah, and and they came across a rut in the ground or something, and the ark began to slide off. And I believe the guy's name was Uzzah. And he reached out and put his hand on the ark to keep it from falling on the ground. God instantly killed him because that ark is too holy for people to touch. Now, he did what any one of us in this room would have done. (gasps) The ark's going to fall, you know, but God killed him. That's how special that ark is in God's minds and how he wanted to convey to the people how holy he is. I don't know about you, but me and my friends, we, we um, run a moving company. And uh, if we move something like that, I, uh, that's not in our insurance policy. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. no. Sorry, no. ma'am. No. Can't, no. can't insure this. No. Well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the best for you. Uh, so that's, um, and then I heard that there's a rumor there we i want to get more into the the process of the ritual for sacrificing a lamb in the old testament yep so, uh but i heard this what this would have been one of the most stressful jobs i mean i i think i have a stressful job but a high priest would have to go into the same room as the ark of the covenant and if he even walked in the room and he had any sin in him, dead. Dead on the spot. I heard, here's the rumor, I heard that they put bells on the guy. Uh, they did. They, they, oh, uh, so they did. They did. It was, yeah. uh, it was actually pomegranates, dried pomegranates yeah. and a bell. Um, and uh, they would be, they'd be on a rope. And they, and they would have the rope around his ankle. Yeah. 
because only the high priest could go into the the ark on you know the day of atonement uh, and uh, they would have that uh, tied to him that if he had if he had not properly observed the washings and and how he put things on and 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 uh, right down to his underwear yeah yeah it was had to be holy underwear yeah yeah not no. holy holy but you no, know holy. No. Yeah. <laughs> um it, you know because God would uh, would smite him would kill yeah. him and they would have to drag him out because um, they couldn't go in and get him no because he'd be wearing all the priestly garments. Okay, the breastplate with the with the jewels for each tribe and things, and so I told if, you to wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but if if they would not have had that rope on there, here would be that high priest dead in the holy of holies, and no one could go in to get the priestly garments to wear, so that uh, yeah. another priest could go in, and they could, uh, so that's why they that's why they did that, and that was, you know, again the the holiness of God. It, in the Old Testament, and it should make us ever so much more appreciative of what Christ has done, that Amen. we can now live in in the mm-hmm. age of grace yes. and, uh, you know, know for 100% surety that our sin has been forgiven and that we can uh, live for him and, and know that when we do pass off this earth, that we're going to be in the presence of a holy God uh, forever and ever. Could you imagine that job interview? <laughs> Well, so I see that you're looking for the position of walking into the Holy of Holies. Uh, here are the job requirements. Yeah, yeah. really. Study this. I mean, study this. Um, we do not provide health care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened to the last guy? Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're not I mean, at liberty to discuss that. That's right. <laughs> it's against po- company policy. Yeah. So uh, I did want to go, like I said, into the ritual. So... Um, you have a whole nation, and they are told that they have to get rid of their sin. And they're literally, a, a whole nation, literally walking with God. Not, I mean, not physically, but following God's footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know, So if they're following God's footsteps, now God has to tell them, all right, well, now we have to take care of your sin if you're going to be following me. All right, so he, um, we we covered the ark. Now there are other holy objects that that were there too. Let's. I want to talk about. Uh, let's set the scene. So what were the other holy objects, and what was the veil? What was the temple like in the desert? Well, the tabernacle. tabernacle. Yeah, so, the tabernacle okay. was, um, you know, skins uh, on the around the holy of holies, but uh, on the perimeter of the tabernacle uh, was um, uh, not only skins but cloth um, that had uh, been dyed and there was poles and sockets of silver and uh, and things like that so there was a barrier there Uh, inside the outside perimeter of the tabernacle there was uh, the lava uh, which was for washing uh, symbolic washing for the priests now, They're, all these objects, I'm sorry, all these objects were, um, did they have, not the same power, but did they have the same, oh yeah, the, this, the same power as the Ark. Uh, well, if not, someone touched it inappropriately, would they... No, nobody's going to, I mean, if they touch the, the lava or the brazen, you know, the lava, they're not going to die. Uh, the brazen altar, if there was, uh, you know, they did the... the uh, 
burnt sacrifices on there, so they'd probably burn their hand. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, other than that, uh, those things would not have uh, killed a person. It, it, was, it was simply in the Holy of Holies. So in, on the out, uh, inside the outer perimeter was the brazen altar, the lava uh, there that uh, would be uh, in the outer court, as uh, known, I believe. And then there was uh, uh, the holy place. And the holy place was uh, an area inside the outer perimeter that was covered with badger skins, dyed red, and uh, uh, other things. It was uh, uh, a, no one could see in, uh, either, you know, the, that holy place. Uh, and inside that holy place, it was divided in half. There was the holy place where, um, uh, I believe, was the uh, table of showbread. Uh, was in there, and then the so. Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was. Um, and so, <laughs> no, again, no one of Israel, other than the high priest, could, um, you know, see inside of there. Most of the Hebrew, 99.999% mm-hmm. of the Hebrews never saw inside uh, the Holy Place or the Holy of Holies, um, because that that was forbidden because that was uh, that holy place of God. It was forbidden not because of... Uh, well, it's because uh, of sin. It, yeah. yeah. That's, it, I mean, it, was a, it was dangerous. It wasn't because of... Uh, it, like I said, because of sin, but um, this this was a dangerous place. Well, it was... It was. I mean, yeah, I guess you could look at it as a dangerous place, but it, it, it was... Uh, it was a respectful or reverent place yeah. because yeah. that that was uh, the holy dwelling place or presence of God. And uh, the Hebrews uh, knew that they were a sinful people and prone to wander just like we are. Uh, and so they, they didn't try to get in there. You know, no one ever was caught trying to get into the Holy of Holies. No. Um, they they knew better. Nobody gave tours to it. No, uh, it just it, it just wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it you know they knew that. I mean, uh, they messed up many many times. Don't get me wrong, but they knew uh, enough not to uh, you know go in where they were commanded not to, and, and Moses had instructed them. So they would literally not cross that line. No, they're they're not going to cross the line, and and they would only come into the tabernacle when they had to bring either a sin offering or a peace offering, uh, uh, you know, and what I mean by those, those are sacrifices or, uh, you know, a meat offering, which was uh, 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 flour and oil and, and things like that. Uh, there was all kinds of different offerings, which we won't get into tonight. Uh, but they would come in um, either with that or, or their animal sacrifices, the turtle dove, uh, uh, a sheep or an ox, and they would uh, <coughs> give that to the priests, uh, and uh, then they would uh, take that and uh, sacrifice uh, those uh, animals, uh, and that blood would be collected um, and then uh, uh, sprinkled uh, around uh, uh, the altar, uh, signifying you know, their uh, uh, picture of their atonement or covering for their sin. Okay, so I I think we'll take a break from there. Uh, When we come back, I think uh, we could go into the ritual. And then I really want to know how they transported the ark. You can't just pick it up, right? No, that's right. All right, we'll be right back. (laughs) 